G'day guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by the very best beer in the land, Bloke in a Bar. We've got a live show next Wednesday at Locker Room Hotel, kicking off at around 5pm. Myself, Denon, Timmy Williams, the Paddle Pop Lion, he'll be back from his holiday, ready to join us. Uh, speaking of Timmy, obviously away this week, so we've got a special guest on, one of the members of the Supercoach Playbook, what do you call it, family... Fraternity, whatever, however, whatever you want to call it. Adam Jerusi joins us this week, the stats master. Welcome, mate. Thank you, mate. Nice to be here. Tell us uh, a bit of your background. How'd you get involved with the playbook? Uh, what's your supercoach history? Well, my supercoach history. So I'm a um, I'm a data guy by background. So I run a, an analytics business. And to be honest, a few years ago, I was doing quite well in supercoach, and I just got the shits with the ownership stats because I'd look up. I remember it was Manu Mayu a few years back. And the official stats said he was 10% owned. Mm. And every team I looked at that was around me in the rankings had him. So I thought, these stats are horseshit. So, anyway, so I started looking up individual teams and so on. And so in the end, I ended up, um, I got a guy that works for me in India to scrape the, the Supercoach site. Mm. And basically just dump all the teams into a spreadsheet so I could actually analyse their stats. And then I started posting some information on some other websites and people were interested in it. So in the end, I, I got to know... Um, Desi and Timmy, as they did well during their seasons. And so, yes, yeah, so I now write an article for the Playbook guys and uh, people seem to like the ownership stats. So, yeah, it's good. Mate, I think the ownership stats are some of the most valuable stats you can possibly have, realistically. I mean, some of the stuff you've shared with me this morning, I'm very excited about round 13. We'll get to that soon. Yeah. But, mate, it is just so valuable to have. Yeah, I, to be honest, I don't know why the official site... Uh, it's wild, isn't it? I can't believe stats, it hasn't yeah. been done before. Like, yeah. I, I full credit to it. you, but... Yeah, no, all good. It's wild, yeah. How good. Uh, so Adam will be joining us today to tour. He's going to go through a special segment. The hot topics are just going to be his stats, which you need to know. Uh, I know that Timmy mentioned it on the Supercoach Playbook last night. So all the ones that have come from the Playbook over here, welcome. Uh, it's going to be an absolute... Cracker. Now let's get into ranks and scores coming out of round 12. Myself, I scored 1,090, not great, but not catastrophic. Uh, I've actually dropped out of the top 1,000. I'm 1,015. And Adam, mate, I was happy to have you regardless, <laughs> but good God, am I happy to have you this week of all weeks because Timmy Williams, he has finally jumped in front of me. He's beaten me by five supercoach points. He had a huge week, Timmy. 1,295. Uh, he's now ranked 981, so he's into the top 1,000, the, uh, the old master. He's starting to find his way now. So I've got a couple of texts and phone calls, which I have screened all weekend. Uh, looking forward to him getting back next week when hopefully I'll be in front of him. Mate, how'd you go on the weekend? How's your rank travelling? Are you having mate, one of those fucking seasons? I'm having it a disgraceful season. Yep. Mate. It's just been disgraceful. I've had no luck. So I scored 11-19, which wasn't too bad. It was um, slightly more than you, but my rank's 21,000. So I'm... I'm looking at these buy rounds as an opportunity to um, make up some ground because our playbook group, I think we're fourth overall for teams with uh, 10, 10 team comps. Yeah. So I need to um, I need to lift to, to get us up the top spot. So. And mate, I uh, I kicked you in the dick when when you walked in here as well when I asked for your rank. I thought you said two thousand one hundred. <laughs> so I, I appreciate your honesty. I don't think I, I would have called it out. I would have let it slide. Yeah, uh, let's move to our resident supercoach expert who doesn't have a phone apparently. Matty Buxton, how are we travelling? You didn't trade last week. What'd you come up with this week? Yeah, look, I just I thought I'd be the the uh, person in this group for the common man who sometimes forgets to put their trades in. Man of the people. Man of the people. Um, I forgot again this week, uh, and I, this is the first time I'm checking my team since the show last week. But I, So I got 942, and I've dropped all the way to 46,000. So hopefully in the second half of the season, I'll, I'll, remember, I'll remember a little bit more. 
Fuck, you deserved worse than 942. <laughs> you didn't. Uh, that's that's all right. How many trades you got left? About 43. Uh well, I had 29 last week, so do the math. 29 minus zero. You should probably use a boost this week. Might come in handy. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look at our group. Jeez, I'll tell you what, Alex, the bearded clams. He's been going well the last few weeks. He's up to fourth overall in Supercoach. Alex, congratulations, killing it, the bearded clams. Uh, first overall in our group and fourth overall out of 130 whatever thousand. Uh, the Dark Knights, Glenn, coming 17th overall, second in our group. Uh, Jacob, he's coming 19th overall and third in our group. Uh, Scrum and Coke, still the best name in the group, I reckon, Adam. Uh, Stephen, he's coming 20th overall, fourth in our group. And Bellamy Baz Lachlan, he's 34th overall and fifth in our group. We've got... What have we got? We've got 18 guys, no, 16 guys in the top 85. So pretty good. We're going all right there. Oprah Timfries has dropped down a little bit. One of our other favorite names. And Porch Light, Sam, still in the top 100 overall, 56, uh, but has been falling week in, week out. It's crazy. Myself and Timmy, I mean, we're both, oh, he's in the top 1,000. I'm not. That hurts to say now. But we're both sitting, I think, outside the top 100 in this group. So the pedigree is sensational. Obviously, it is round 13, guys. We've been prepping for this week for what feels like 13 weeks on this show, getting ready for it. Uh, we're going to go through the team list quickly. Thursday night, the Titans, they play the Cowboys. Obviously, a fair whack of troops missing there with the Cowboys doing so well. A heap of guys in origin. Tommy did, and if you went him as a pot a few weeks ago, I know a few people have, very disappointed. He's 18th man, so he will not come out. Same as Nico Hines, not that that impacts you this week. But something to keep in mind that 18th man will not be coming out of Origin Camp for their games. For the Titans, no Dave Fafita out for another two or three weeks. I know, uh, mate, I saw Timmy last week. He was licking his lips at the uh, opportunity to potentially get Fafita in. If he was playing, would you have looked at him? Mate, I'm glad he's not playing because he's one of those guys, if he was, you, you almost would have felt like you had to bring him in. It's a he headache been, I don't want. Yeah, he yeah. would have been a pain in the ass to bring in in terms of dollars and everything, and even just form, frankly. So I'm, I think I'm personally glad he's not in, but otherwise I, I would have had to. But Yeah, yeah, yeah I feel similar. Uh, Mo Fodawake is back in, and Bo Fermor, he's been named, but there is an injury cloud around him. I don't have Bo Fermor, so... Personally, I'm hoping he gets ruled out late to uh, fist more and more people. Uh, for the Cowboys, Hammer's been named at centre. Another one that I know Timmy's very keen on. I'm not as keen on him. Did now at 18th man. Taumalolo has been named. Uh, we assume that he will play. We'll have to wait and see there. And, of course, Nanai. Uh, not only is he in Origin squad, he's in the Origin 17. So an incredible rise for him. He will be missing this week as well, which is another one that will hurt people. Uh, Friday night, the Panthers versus the Dogs. Penny Panthers, a heap of changes there. None that I think are overly super coach relevant. Is there anyone that comes into this Panther side that interests you at all? Or no, man, I haven't. I'm not even looking at them. Yeah, I'm not looking at them either. Uh, draft, they're very interesting, but classic, not much doing. Um, for Canterbury, though, uh, Kiraz, he stays in. I sort of thought he was safe as houses because Josh Adokara play Origin. He's not. Kiraz still there. So good signs there. No Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, now, we warned you on the show weeks ago, do not go this guy until the moment you desperately need him because he will let you down. And I might hand the mic to you, mate, because he has let you down. Yeah, he has, the big man. I've, I brought him in two weeks ago, so I obviously wasn't listening at the time. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I, I let my bias get in the way as a Dogs fan as well. I probably wanted him to do well. I, I looked at the soft draw and thought he was ready to do damage. Yeah. And uh, he has. He's just damaged me in the last two weeks. He, <laughs> he killed me last week because I was stuck. I, I get stuck with Blake Taff as a 
as an AE because of him, and now I'm um, I'm a player short, so he will leave my side this weekend. Mate, I've drafted him probably three times in the last six years. I think it's by far and away the most toxic relationship <laughs> I have ever been in with TPJ. It's incredible. Mate, uh, three letters, though, that do come into your starting team this week, which is good to see. Raymond Fitala Mariner, uh, a guy that we're not probably looking at supercoach-wise, but good for your Canterbury Bulldogs. I, I love him as a player. Yeah, mate, he's a good player. It's a good story that he's back. I, mm. I wouldn't go near him as super coach. I don't think he's 100% yet. I think uh, just watching him, he's he's easing his way back in. So I don't know how many minutes he'll get, but um, it's a great story to see him back. He's he's worked his ass off to get there. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's been a long awesome. way to come yeah. back, hasn't it? It's yeah. been, it's been I mean, a tough he's, he's a good he's a good player. I hope yeah. he I hope he gets a chance to show what he can do in the next. Um, yeah, 13 weeks or whatever. Yeah, from what I've always heard, he's a champion bloke too. So we wish RFM all the very best. And he's a guy that we could be looking at in a couple of weeks. He's obviously played limited minutes the last few weeks. So, you know, we know at his best he can be a 65-point 60, sort of super coach player with upside. So we wish mm. him all the best. Saturday, we've got the Manly Seagulls take on the New Zealand Warriors. This is a very juicy one for Supercoach. Uh, I jumped on last week and did the Panthers-Cowboys game on the Hijack app, commentated that one, H-Y-J-A-C-K. If you'd like to download that app, I'll be sitting with a mate, getting stuck into a couple of blokes on Saturday night, uh, commentating this one. So if you're done with Mick Ennis screaming at you and Blocker putting you to sleep, come and join us. We'll have a good time, talk some Supercoach. Coach. Just talk footy as we go. But this one, Jason Saab comes onto the wing. Josh Schuster at six. Davey into the back row. Schuster, uh, we've got a question about him later, and I've been looking at him all night. The stats probably don't say buy him, but the eye test, it scares me not having Schuster. What do you reckon? Mate, I love him as a player. Mm. I'm just not uh, – I'm probably going to bring in Angus Crichton in front of him, but I, I love him as a player. I couldn't put you off him. I just – I don't know. I just don't know what his role is going to be next week. You'd assume he comes back in second row mm-hmm. next week. Is he fully fit? There's just too many questions for me to bring him in. But, yeah, you're in a luxurious position with your team that you can um, mm. bring him in. And if he goes nuts, you can just kick back and enjoy it. But, yeah, I, I, I personally won't be bringing him in. But I can see why others would. Mate, I, I agree with everything you just said. And if he wasn't playing the Warriors, I don't know if I'm having this conversation, but that Warriors matchup at Brookvale... Fuck, it's juicy. It could be interesting. Uh, for the Warriors, Valia has been dropped. Uh, thankfully, I moved off him a couple of weeks ago. And fuck, if you've held him for this long, what a pain in the ass. Because not only is he not playing 13, he's now scored a few tries over the last few weeks that you pretty much have to hold him to make some coin to make it valuable. It, yeah. This is pretty much worst case scenario with him, right? Yeah, you rub it in, mate. I've got him. Like, uh, I didn't know that, but I yeah. apologise. No, that's okay. I, I think a lot of teams do. It wasn't do. that sincere, but look, proceed, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm glad, I'm glad he scored those tries to at least get some cash value, but yeah. I was obviously thinking that this would be his last week in my side, and uh, he's let a lot of us down. So, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, tough gig. And he's not even in the... 22. No. Makes it even more difficult. I assume, I assume he's injured, is he, as opposed to dropped? I, I You would have to assume so. I mean, yeah. the guys that are on the extended, they've still got Jesse Arthurs there. It's the same guys that have been sitting there for two weeks. Yeah, so I was assuming he's injured or something's happened. Yeah, there. I had a quick look at Queensland Cup uh, team list last night. I, I, I couldn't actually see him, but so I would assume he is injured there. Uh, mate, Sunday afternoon, the Raiders take on the Roosters. Josh Papali out of this one. Corey Horsburgh moves into the front row. Jack White now. I think a lot of people were hoping for Bradley Schneider to play six. Frawley's been named there. Uh, if you've held Schneider for this long, you've got the patience of a fucking Jedi. Uh, but, yeah, Frawley in at six. For the Roosters, though, a little bit more interesting. Manu at fullback, as expected. If you've held Billy Smith, which I know a few of my mates have, uh, what a little win this is for you. Yeah, again, I don't know how you could have held Billy Smith I, this long. I started with him, but there's just been too much other action to yeah. have kept in this long. But, yeah, good luck to you if you did. Uh, yeah, I... 
who knows with Billy Smith how it go, but he's a, he's a good player. I mean, yeah, he's a great player, but his scores have been pretty disappointing yeah. when he has played this year. Uh, Satili moves into the back row once again to start. Nat Butcher back into the 13 jersey. Nat Butcher scoring a meaty for us last week. Uh, looks like a real gun over the next few weeks. You got him? I did, mate. I brought him in last week. I yep. used a boost last week to get him in, hoping that I, he wouldn't get injured. And I'm glad of did because he went up by like 45k or something and yep. he scored well. So, yeah, I think, I think Butcher's a... A great play for the next few weeks. Good play there, yeah. And, of course, Angus Crichton missed out on origin selection, so he will be there for the next few weeks and looking very juicy there. We'll talk about him soon. Now, whilst I've got you, stats guru. I saw on Twitter someone called you the Michael Jordan of stats last night, which was um, very, very humbling for you, I'm sure, <laughs> as was passed Thanks. on from one of the playbook boys. Yeah. Uh, mate, the buy round. It <laughs> looks very bloody tough. As you said, I'm sitting in a good spot. Uh, just the way it's worked out, I've been lucky with Daniel Tupu, Valias, these sort of guys. It's all sort of worked out for me. Uh, mate, how tough is it going to be for teams this week? I know a lot of people are panicking. Yeah, it's going to be – it's pretty brutal. But at the same point, I guess we're all in the same boat. So to give you an idea, so because I've got all those teams in a spreadsheet, I basically just worked out how many players each team has. So if you look across – the top 20,000 teams. So most of the listeners are probably in that sort of range. I'm just outside of it. But across those top 20,000 teams, they average eight and a half players available pre-trades. So if you've got anything more than eight and a half players, so if you've got nine or more, you're in good shape. So as an example, I've got 10 and I'm around 20,000th. I think there's only about 15% uh, of teams, something like that in front of me, mm. that have more more players. Yeah, so wow. that's, that's good. So... So I think if you're, I think you said you've got 13, you're, you're going to crush it. Like if, if you bring in four players, you're going to absolutely kill it this week. So to give you an idea, amongst the top 100 teams, so you always said that the top 100 teams are going to have done more by planning than the next 100 and so on. Even amongst the top 100, they only average 9.6. So I think the team coming 11th has four players. So wow. they're, they're obviously not focused on the overall yeah. prize because they're about to plummet. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it's very tough. And there's some positions – the other thing that's weird is just some positions where it's almost impossible to get a player, right? So if you look across halfback, 5'8", and um, hooker, those teams only average 0.6 players across those three positions. Yeah, right. And there's basically no halves and 5'8". Halves and you know, you look at it and like, okay, and there's maybe a, a drink water, but there's no one else really available. So, yeah, I think – and it's, it's turned out a bit funny, right? There's quite a few second rowers available. So you're in a position where some of these players, you can't bring them all in. Yeah, you can't. Some of the yeah. guys we're talking about, you can't, you can't have them at all. And a lot of us are tossing up Manu or Garrick. It's tough to do both. So it's actually difficult to get that many, that many players this week. But the good news is um, you're not alone. Like most, most teams are in the same spot. So I reckon if you end up with, say, um, 12 starters or more, you're going to go up unless you, you know, get really unlucky with who your players are. And then the final thing is a lot of the players that those teams do have are, are held in common. So, you know, most of those teams will have some of the same blokes, whether it's, um, you know, Targo, May, these sorts of guys. So, again, if you've got 12 players, you've probably got the same eight that everyone else has got. Yeah. If they've got eight and you've got four other guys. So it's, um, it's going to be a really interesting week. It always is. It, the buy round's always the round where you can make your move if you're patient. Uh, so yeah, if you if you if you've planned well, good luck to you. And mate, you've obviously done those stats over the last few years for the playbook. Um, does round thirteen normally look like this? Like, is is averaging nine players in the top hundred? Is that normal? No, it's 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 a bit lower than normal because yep. I think this this year is particularly brutal just with the size. Yeah. Like, I think we've all been looking at this round for a long time, going, 
shit, who do I even want? You know, yeah. Do you want more than nine players? Now, as it's turned out, I think there are a few good players available that we weren't anticipating. Guys like Crichton and stuff that you can keep in your side. I think last year there was a bigger difference between the top teams and, say, the, the 20,000. Yep. Whereas this year it's only like one, you know, one, one player difference. Whereas last year it was more like two or three. Yeah, okay. So the, 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 the breadth is, um, is less. So... I think that just means if you've got a lot of players, then you are there's more chance you can go further up the rankings. And that fills me with confidence. Those numbers, and I'm sure yeah. a lot of people that like when you look at like I imagine if you look at your team and you got nine, you're in panic stations. But and you always feel like you're the worst in the room. Yeah, you know that that no one else is struggling. So that's good to know. But uh, you know, given all all the, all the slim pickings with all these teams and everything, I assume that there's a bunch of players that most teams do have. You've sort of already touched on those sort of guys. Um, so all of a sudden, your pods they become really important. Are there any like key guys that you're sort of having a look at? Yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? Again, I'm, I've been trying to work the same thing out myself. So like, I've got Nat Butcher, so I'm I'm happy to have Nat Butcher, and I think. Because of some of the other players, now that, now that Angus is available, I reckon a lot of teams that maybe would have brought in Butcher are going to go with Angus instead. So personally, I'm happy to have both of those guys. Yep. Um, I brought in Kickow a few weeks back. Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you like playing with fire, my friend. Kickow, TPJ, good guy. To be honest, it's just desperation stakes. When, you, when your ranking starts slipping, you, I've got to find a PAD, right? That's I can't super coach rule that, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I've... I've Mate, like a guy like bloody Talakai was on my band list after last yeah. year, so I didn't bring him in. He went nuts. Ooh. I brought him in, and he's gone to shit again. But um, now, so I brought in Kick Out just because I didn't think there was going to be enough other second rowers, and I need to make a move this week. Yeah. Suddenly now there are better options available, but at the same time, Kick Out's running at the Bulldogs' right side defence, and as a Bulldogs fan, we leak a lot of tries on the right hand yeah. side. So it's not a bad week to own Kick Out actually, um, as it turns out. So he's kind of pod like. So I'm. Happy to um, have him, although I want my Bulldogs to win. So, yeah, I, and then, I don't know, there, there's no one guy um, jumping at me. I, I know at fullback, like, Reese Walsh, I think's good. The other one's probably Hooker, actually. Mm. So I'm probably going to run with both Robson and Coruscant this week um, just because both are owned by less than 10% of teams. So I think, I think that's an opportunity to maybe make up some points on a lot of teams that keep Harry Grant in there. I know that uh, Timmy, he's very keen on Appy. I believe he's going to bring him in this week too. Speaking about it a few weeks ago, um, credit to him. For me, I worry that Appy, he's too close to getting a 30 or a 40 for me. Yeah. But when you look at the stats over the last few years when Cleary and Luai aren't there, fuck, it's pretty impressive for Appy. It's a punt, but, you know, we know the sort of footballer he is. Um, it could be anything for Appy, couldn't it? Well, it could. It's uh, he, look, his base is pretty shit compared to some other players in that position, like you say. But, man, I, I brought him in last week again just because I'm desperate to, to make a move this week. And and he laid on a try in the first 20 minutes. I thought, how good's this? He looked great too. Yeah, he yeah. did. And then he, but he still only punched out 70, even with the try assist. So mm. it's one of that. That's what you're pointing out. Like if he doesn't get those attacking stats, it's a worry. But look, he's playing against the dogs. He needs to lift. He, he's going to be, you know, one of the two main playmakers in the side. I think. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm torn, mate. I wanted to have a quiet game for as a Bulldog supporter, but from Supercoach's point of view, he's going to be a pod for me. I think the other thing that helps Appy is the fact that, you know, they lose Cleary, they lose Luai, they lose Toto, they lose Crichton. They keep a lot of the middle forwards that Appy works so well with. Your yeah. Fisher-Harris, your Leotas, uh, your Spencer Lenu, these sort of guys. So 
I like the Appy move. It's not one I'm doing myself. I went Jazz a few weeks ago so I could make other moves. Um, I imagine Jazz is reasonably popular now. He probably shouldn't be, but he is. But another one you got there is Joey Tapanay at 6%. Now, he's one of the guys that I am seriously considering bringing him in. I'm tossing up him and about three or four other names. Where do you sit on Tapanay? I think he's a good player. By the way, Jazz is owned by 8% of the top 100. It's not so, too bad, I'll take yeah, that. So he's, he's mm. a genuine POD. Um, Tapanay, he's he's actually 10%. So I th- I mean, he's a good qu- he's a good player. He's, he's got a ceiling like he can score. He can score tries. Uh, I don't think he's scored one this year, has he? I'd, he scored one. I was looking at it last okay, night. He scored, scored one. one. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah. I, I like him as a player. I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't say no. Yeah. I love I, him. I don't this, have him, but yeah. Yeah. I love him this week because Papali's not going to be there. Yeah. I think Tapanay will really take it upon himself. Uh, and as you said, only one try this year. He normally scores a handful of seasons. So I think I'm going to back him in, but I'll make that decision a little bit later. Another name that's mentioned here is the Hammer. Um, personally, I can't do it. I like my CTWs to have more base stats, but he's very cheap. Yeah. He is the value pick. What are your thoughts on Hammer? Mate, I've been listening over the last few weeks and I know Timmy's been keen on mm. him. Um, he's cheap. He's owned by 0%, so he's he's a genuine POD. But at the same time, I, I don't know, at centre, I think I'm going to pass. I just, yeah. I don't, you know, if he was playing fullback, then that'd be how good. Even but wing? Even wing. Yeah. I'd prefer him on the wing than in the centre. So as it turns out, I'm, I... I'm not going to need to bring him in to kind of free up cash. I'm, I'm going to pass. But, um, yeah, I know, I know Timmy's been keen in for a while. If we find out, you know, he's obviously the first game of the league. If we find out that he's going to play on the wing, do you then start to look at him? or cause I, I won't just because of my team because yeah. I want to do it. Because I've decided to move on Harry. So I've, I've kind of got my trade set without needing to bring in <clears throat> the hammer. And I just don't – he's just not a guy I really want lurking in my side yeah. as an AE for the yeah, rest of the fair. year either. And I, and I don't think he's going to make a shitload of cash. So I just – I'll be passing. Yeah, no, I'll be in the same boat. Mate, before we move off your stats segment, is there anything else that, that you'd like to add or anything you want to throw at me? Uh, as, whatever you can, I'm keen as to hear. Not really. I think, um, who, who have you got at five, eighth and half? Have you got... I've got plan? Drinky. I've had Drinky for a number of weeks. I don't have a halfback. Uh, I've got Cleary and Nico, but I will be AEing them and I think Angus Crichton will be my... Or whoever the hell my last reserve is there, yeah. so... I'm happy to have Drinky, though. I I reckon, and we'll talk about it later, but I reckon he could potentially top score this week. There's only two halves of 5.8s that are owned by more Mm. than 2% of teams. Yeah. So the only two are Drinkwater and Sean Johnson. So, and Sean Johnson, if he was goal kicking, you might might look at it. I can't can't do it to myself when he's not goal kicking. So I think Drinkwater is the only... Half a five eight that um, teams have. I mean, you could you could bring in a Sam Walker or something like that. I've looked at him and I just ended up I couldn't do it just because of their yeah. draw. But uh, well, like yeah. the, and like the, the Chooks looked very good last week, and you know all the chat around their back. They've clicked. Teddy walks out of this team. It's all it's all yeah. going to change again over the next five or six weeks with their draw as well. I, I just don't think I could do it. And Sean Johnson, mate, I, I think he's had some of the luckiest Supercoach scores I've yeah. seen over yeah. the last few weeks. Uh, another one that I can't do. I mean, hey. and Sam Walker, like you say, I feel like with Sam Walker. We're looking back at some of those great games he had last year, but he hasn't he hasn't really done it yet this year. He's a good player, don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic player. Mm. But just from a super coach point of view, I don't really know what's going on there. He's it's not a different game, he's not carving it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's there, there's there's a number of reasons why I couldn't go near him. Uh, Drinky was a guy that I got five or six weeks ago. I was very high on him and part of it was that I wanted him for round thirteen. I sort of thought that 
he'd be a bit more expensive by now than he is. But those mm. games against Penrith and Melbourne sort of slowed him down a little bit, which yeah. we anticipated. I didn't play him for either of those. So as far as I'm concerned, when I've had him, he's averaged about 80, 85 heading into this week. So mm. I've been stoked with drinking. I'm, I, I didn't expect those numbers to look like that, uh, but they are sensational to hear. The SC Playbook Podcast has teamed up with proud sponsors Pat and George from Mortgage Choice Sutherland, Cronulla and Wollongong this season. The boys are experts in all types of home, commercial and car loans. So whether you're a local or living interstate and looking to purchase your first ever home or chase the last rate for your refinance, give them a call on 9521-1611 today and mention SC Playbook for your free tailored expert advice session. Mate, we'll dive into some questions from followers and uh, a few head scratches here. First one comes from Chris LaRosa, Manu v. Garrick. I need one of them, but they need to be a season keeper. <laughs> so tough. I look at Manu's draw and it worries me. I look at Garrick and, you know, we, 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 we were giggling pre-show saying, I can't believe a guy's been moved to wing to fullback and I'm going, fuck, that's not yeah, ideal. Yeah. Where do you sit on this one? I'm trying to work the same thing out, mate. I, yeah. I, like, I know some of the other boys. I was listening to them last night on, on Playbook. They seem to like Manu just mm. slightly. I probably am leaning towards Garrick, just because I look at that Roosters draw over the next month, and it's. I know Manu's playing fullback this week, which is, you know, exciting. But, Jesus, not an easy draw. Um, if you knew that Teddy was going to be out and he was playing fullback, you know, three of those weeks, then I'd be a bit more interested. But. You, you just don't know that. And Garrick, you know, I think Garrick is looking better than last year. Um, mate, I, to be honest, I don't know. I'm, I'm tossing up the same thing. I could have written that question and I'm genuinely listening to other, <laughs> I'm listening to other people. But that might be your burner account, just quietly. <laughs> and the way I'm going this year, mate, whatever I say, I just do the opposite. I'm, I'm, I'm cursed. But uh, I'll probably bring in Garrick, I'd, I would say, at this point. Yeah, like at the moment, I've got them both in my team. I've brought them both in. But, mate, the more I look at Manu, Canberra this week, who... They're not the busted asshole they were. No, they're going better. Ago. They're going yeah, well. Yeah. Um, Melbourne, Parramatta, Penrith. I mean, like those are those are a couple of stacked teams, and you would have to like Parramatta and Penrith. They'll have most of their troops back yeah. for those games as well. Um, and once again, this Roosters side, they've played they, they, they've played like the Roosters we know for one week. I don't know. It just doesn't. If Teddy was having trouble sort of finding his way in this team. I don't know how Joey Manu is going to go. Yeah, well, that's why I'm probably learning Garrick the same thing. I just, yeah. I just look at the draw and I think the Roosters. I know they. I feel like they will come good, but they're not. They're not firing in attack. I, I don't think they're just a bit inconsistent. I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't have the full confidence. Yeah. To say yeah, Manu over the next month, I'm I'm loving it. I just. Whereas Garrick, he's got the goal kicking. He's he's at. Uh, I don't know. I I think I'll, I'll go Garrick, but you know. Manu could come out and get 100 every well, week and make thing. me look like an idiot. So Yeah, for sure. And I look at, you know, Ruben Garrick, his draw over the next few weeks, Warriors, Tigers, Cowboys, then Melbourne. It's not ideal, but it's definitely better than um, that, that, that of Joey Manu. Yeah. Cowboys, he, he, he plays them at Manly too. So, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to go Garrick. And then I'm sort of leaning now towards maybe going for a Tohu Harris instead of a Manu just to mm. play it safe and get those points. But... Manu does have the upside over, Ga- over Harris, right? Like a, you yep. can't see Harris putting a hundred on. He'll probably get a solid sixty each week, and if he gets more minutes and he starts to kind of get the fitness rate up, he might get up to seventy. But I don't know with, with Manu, you got that upside. I, like for you in your position, if you've got so many other players, Manu's just cream. Yeah, that's so if true. If I was you, I'd probably go Manu just because 
if he if he turns up, you want to be a part of it. You've got me thinking. Yeah, you know, you I don't, got me I don't really head scratching. Harris isn't going to damage you compared to yeah, some yeah, other yeah. teams around you. Whereas but you, you are right. Manu yeah. could, he, he could. Manu can get 150. I've seen mm. him. He did it in a buy round the other year against, admittedly, uh, against the Bulldogs at fullback. But yeah, and I mean. Yeah, in saying that, you know, Manu, if he does have a quiet game, they're never a disaster, especially at fullback. Yeah, yeah. He might he, have And me. he does get – I mean, I, I, I've watched him the last couple of years in this buy round. He does step up and he he obviously moves to fullback, but he really takes it on to um, take over that role from Teddy. Yeah. Like I say, one of them was against the Dogs and he absolutely destroyed us. So, you know, who knows how the, the, the line is there. But, yeah, I think the buy round, I think he's a, he's, a, he's a good solid play. It's the other rounds that bother me, the next – the yeah. next three and what he's going to be doing. But I guess if you buy him, you're not going to sell him. No, he, he stays you, in the team. He's so, a clear prisoner, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, mate, true. to continue the Joey Manu a thon, this one comes from James Price. I can only get one Angus or Manu this week. Do you go the safer Angus Crichton? Yeah, well, I just think Angus is an obvious keeper. Like yep. he's, a, he's a super coach weapon. Uh, he's you know, he's not in top form, but I think he's the buy of the week. And I think if you had one buy, it's Angus Crichton. Yeah. And, and you got to um, think, uh, if I'm Gus, I'm going to be pissed off this week. Yeah. i got a point to prove. what's owned by? Let me have a look here. He's owned by, like, across the top, say, 1,000 teams, he's owned by 19% at the moment. Mm. So that'll obviously go up a lot this week. But it's not like every single team owns him already. Yeah. Um, although, like I say, by the end of this week, it'll probably be up to and mate, 70%. I, I would have picked Angus Crichton in my state of origin team personally. But I look at that squad now. With Tyson Brazil not in the 17, but in the 20, I think Angus is a long shot to get back in there. Mate, who knows what's going on with that extended twenty? <laughs> like, to be honest, uh, I, I, some of the selections I'm a little bit baffled by myself. Yeah. But I, I don't know what those eighteen to twenty-two guys are meant to be. Are they meant to be development players like Suwali or? Well, like well, well that's what fills me with confidence that it makes yeah. no sense that Tyson Brazil is there. So he must be the next man up. Yeah, he has to be. So for me, Angus is at least two guys deep, and that's if. Jake Trevojevich isn't potentially in front of him, you know. So yeah. I, I'm pretty confident with Angus. I'd be going him over Manu. The next one comes from Noah underscore De Valance. Um, what are the must-get trades for this week? A bit of a open-ended question. I mean, I think we've already probably mentioned some of them. If I said to you Angus and Garrick are must-haves, would you, would you buy? Uh, well, I'm bringing them both in, like yep. I say. I think, I think Angus is the must-have. I think then... Uh, Garrick and Manu, like I, th- I think you could go either. Um, I, th- I think probably the only must for me is probably Angus, and then the, there's a few others I think you can then toss up. And you know, like I say, Ang- Manu versus Garrick. I think then you get into things like Harris and Butcher and those sorts of guys. Like they're all they're all viable options. Compared to like a few weeks ago, I thought we'd be looking this week going, do you really even want to waste a trade bringing mm. some of these guys in? I don't think you're wasting a trade bringing any of those players in. They're yeah. all they're all genuine super coach players. Um, you know, I brought in someone like a Kickow a couple of weeks ago who I don't think is a genuine, yeah. reliable super coach guy. I think the other guys we're talking about here are a bit more reliable. In saying that, mate, and I wanted to say it earlier, when you said Kickow, like, yes, there's better guys on paper this week, but Kickow could come out and score two tries and lay mate, on another one on that. Have, like, have, you, have you seen our right side defence at the Bulldogs? Well, like and the other thing about Penrith is that the, the good thing about it is that th- their left side stays the same. Yeah. Kikau, Tungo, Taylor May. Sean O'Sullivan will come in. He, he's a left side dominant player. I've been watching him in New South Wales Cup last few weeks, and so is so, so the 5'8 as well. So I really don't mind it, to be honest with you. Our next one comes from Luke. He said, is it worth trading out Cotter if you have him? I don't have Ruben Cotter. I've been very high on him playing Origin for a long time, so I've avoided him, and it's been hard watching him knock out 70s. Yeah. It's been incredibly impressive, but... 
this is why I didn't get him because mate, I, I anticipated him to probably be jersey 17 for the Maroons. He's jersey 13. If he starts and plays 60 minutes, mate, even if he does play for the Cows, he can't be knocking out his normal 55, 60 no. minutes. You would have to think, if I had him, as much as it would hurt me, I think I would trade him out move that money elsewhere. I mean, I hate to say it, but he's had a terrible injury run the whole career. He's going to go into origin and he's going to put his head where I wouldn't put my foot. I just, <laughs> there's a lot of red flags with Cotter. As much as I love him, he's probably my favourite player in this competition at the moment. I think I would have to sell him. What do you reckon? Mate, I think you summed it up well. I think he's a, he's a weapon of a player. I think he's having an amazing season, but he's going to rip in in that origin game. And, ha- you know, even seasoned players who've played origin every year struggle to back up two days yeah. later. And if he's in at that lock position playing like he's been playing, man, it would take some... And he's not... You can't then back up and play 80. Like, they, the cows don't need him to do that. They've got a lot of strength around their bench there. They don't need him to play 80. Like, they would be insane to then put him through that. So he might back up, but he won't, he won't play 80. And so I, I would, I would um, trade him out if I had him. But I, I didn't bring him in because I thought he'd play Origin and yeah. didn't want to be in this position. But that's one of the few that I'm kind of happy I didn't. But... Um, He's playing well. Mate, Ruben Cotter, he reminds me so much, and I reckon Billy Slater would look at him and go, he's just Dallas Johnson reincarnated. And fuck, if I've learned anything about Dallas Johnson in State of Origin, imagine if he was playing nowadays with the HIAs and everything. There's not a hope (laughs) in hell he would ever play club footy. So, Cotter, I'd be moving him on. If you've had him for the last few weeks, you've nailed it. Well done to you. But I'd be using that money elsewhere. Now, next one comes from at Junior Glover. He sneaks a question every single week, Junior Glover. Uh, I I think because his team's very similar to mine, we think alike. And once again... His question this week, is Katani Staggs a sell? I have just sold him this week. I just think playing Origin, I'm just I'm not going to see enough of him over the next few weeks. What are your thoughts on Staggs? I'm an expert on this t- topic, mate. I've sold him twice already this <laughs> year, so I, I, I can't on get property. Staggs. I, st- I started with him. I sold him when he, was, he just wasn't getting involved yeah. enough. The week I sold him, he turned up. Uh, he, he turned up again or whatever he did. I brought him back in. He stunk it up again, so I sold him. So um, I, I've already got rid of him. I'm not tempted to bring him back in as a result. Yeah. To be honest, I'm actually surprised he's playing Origin. I don't. Everyone's talking about him. I actually don't know that he's playing that amazing. Mm. I'm perfectly honest with you. So, yeah, I would um, I, I would sell for sure, but you know, I've, I've sold him twice and I'm, I'm down at 21,000 as a result. So maybe I'm just wrong on him. But It is interesting with Katoni because... He he plays game one of Origin, obviously. Game two, there's a good chance that he won't play because he reportedly could play for the Tongan side that weekend. So if he isn't, if he doesn't play in week two, all of a sudden you in Origin two, all of a sudden you could get to Origin three, and a Latrell Mitchell might be back by yeah, then. Yeah, and then all of a sudden Katoni could be a cracking option to have in round seventeen. Surely he won't play for the Tongan side. Didn't Freddie Mate, come here? out a couple of years ago and say he wasn't dealing with that? From like what he, I've he heard, he's sort of changed his tune a little bit. That's the impression I've got. That he does change his tune. There's the potential so that him and Tupu could play for the Tongan side wow. uh, instead of Origin two, and that he's got a plan in place. Matty, have you have you heard anything along those lines with Freddie? Yeah, I think. I think they'll. It's. I think it's a bit different as like to what it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I can't really remember, but yeah, if they want to play for Tonga, they then they can. That was Andrew Fafida a couple of years ago. I remember. Yeah. I think Fafida started talking about Tonga, and then Freddie said, "I want someone who's passionate about New South Wales." Like, piss off and play for Tonga. It sounds but, like he's changed his tune this year. So he, I, he said the other day that he'll have a plan in place. So I bet but, you he hasn't, mate. There's no way you pick Daniel Tupo for. 
Like you, you, you dump the fox, you bring in Tupo, and then you say, mate, game two, why don't you pop off and play for Tonga? Like, <laughs> seriously, that, that'd be... Those guys would be insane to um, get into origin again like that and then jump out. But, but in saying that, back to Stags, I think the trail coming back in for game three is a real possibility, right? Yep. So um, whether it's... And, and Freddie clearly likes Jack Whiten. Yep. So I would think Stags is a chance of not playing game three. But look, either way, yeah, to Junior Glover, I would say Stags is a sell. I'd love to see a world where Stags doesn't play game two. And they bring Campbell Graham in and then Timmy loses Campbell Graham for round 17. That would just be an ideal situation for me. Uh, our next one comes from at Taylor Mark. I already have 13. Do I bother using three or four trades? This is me as well. This could be my burner account. Um, for me, I think it comes down to your ranking. For me, I'm sitting at, at 1,000, so m- maybe it doesn't come down to your ranking. But I just, whilst I've got this opportunity, especially after hearing those numbers, I just want to drive the knife in the back and yeah. get as far up there as I can. I think it depends how many boosts you've got, how many trades you've got left as well. I've been pretty pretty sparing with my trades, so I've got a few up my sleeve. I'm going to use four. What do you reckon? I think it depends on who you'd be bringing in as the mm. third or fourth guys. So if you're still bringing in decent quality players, then like the sort of guys we've been talking about, then absolutely like go for it, go hard, make a massive move up the rankings and then again once you're up there do it again for round 17 and then hope that you don't get injuries at the back end of the yep. season if if you if your fourth trader is to bring in the hammer just hoping that he might do okay then i think you'd be silly to burn a trade on some guy that could easily punch out 20 points and not be a keeper but if your fourth trade is still bringing in you know a nat butcher or a tohu or something like that they're gonna they're gonna bring in points and you know, just have a look at where you are in the rankings and think, okay, if I get an extra 60 points, yeah. how far would that take me up? And and I think, mate, if you can get 17 quality players, like looking at your side, mate, mate, you're going to kill it. And you, and the trades you're bringing in look like, look like good options. So I, I would be using all of those trades and going super hard. Well, yeah, I, I'm looking at all my trades and going for every trade I use this week, I want it to at least – I want to be confident I'm going to get at least 55 or 60 points this weekend. Yeah. The idea of bringing in Hammer and hoping he scores three tries and scores 65 just seems batshit crazy to me. I, yeah. I, I can't see a world doing it. But we spoke about the price earlier. So uh, our next one comes from at Jesse Alexander. Is Schuster a pod play? I have spent so much time in the last 24 hours looking at Josh Schuster. I don't think I can do it. But as we said, against the Warriors, we sort of already touched on this a little bit. I do love the matchup, but all of your points are fantastic about the next few weeks. What does it mean? Is he an 80-minute guy yet? What's your last say on Schuster? Uh, um, good luck. I mean, I guess I, guess I, I could I can see he's a pod play. Uh, like I say, I love him as a player. I think this week against the Warriors is a nice matchup, but mm. I, I pass. I've just got pass. too many other good options. Yeah. You know, Crichton to me is just so much more reliable option, and he will be all year. And uh, yeah, and, and because of again, because he's either what is he second row or five eighth? Is that yep. is that right? Yeah. I don't want to trade out Cody Walker for Schuster. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of stuck with Cody there. Yep. Do I want to upgrade? I think I've got Ilias stuck there at the moment. Do I want to upgrade him for Schuster? Like, I feel like I'd be bringing him into to down the track after bringing him into Munster anyway. So I, I'll, I'll be burning two trades there. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass. Can I ask you just completely off topic with yeah. Ilias? Yeah. You're holding him for, for, for round 17 or you just haven't oh. been able to fuck him off yet? Yeah, I just haven't been able to get yeah, rid of okay. him. It's just one of those guys that there's a – you know, sometimes you get stuck with guys in your yeah. team. And you, I think last year it was like Connor Watson at 
Hooker and, yeah, and Brayley yeah. Hooker, like all year you've got plans to move on. Suddenly you're at the last round you've still got those guys. Got so, yeah, I th- whether he's there for 17 or not, I'll start thinking about now. But yeah. I'm stuck with him at the moment. All right. Vice captains, captains, we get two bite of the cherries this week. Uh, I'm looking at Scott Drinkwater as my VC on Friday night as a bit of a pod play. Um, I would imagine a lot of those people that have Drinkwater would be looking at him as a VC. After that, I, I, to me, Olakawatu looks very appealing for the Manly Seagulls. There is the argument that DCE is in there who just feeds him non-stop ball, but... I still think he's one of their main strike weapons. Ruben Garrick, who's kicking goals in that game, he's another one that you could be looking at. You know, you've obviously got Joey Manu on Sunday. Who who are you having your eyes on this week, Captain Wise? Mate, I've, I'm I'm like you. Like, it's, yeah. it, there is there is no obvious option, which to be honest, I quite like because at least it means there'll be some variation. Yep. So I think I think your VC selection is almost more important than your captain selection because if you can get that VC right and then uh, work out what to do, it's going to be huge. So for you with Drinkwater, like. 15% of teams in front of you got him. Mm. Mate, great, great VC option. Uh, I'm kind of trying to work out, I'll, I'll have to pick a Panther as my VC option, but it's that terrible situation where they're playing my team. But So I'll be one of the guys on the left, so I'll, I'll probably go somewhere like Kickow, yep. just thinking he could go crazy. Either that or Taylor May, but I worry a lot of other teams will go Taylor May and it's not much of a POD. I like the Kickow fly. Yeah, well, it's just he, yeah. he could, he, you know, if he gets 40, that's fine. I'll, I'll then captain someone else. But if yeah. he gets 120, then. Um, Which he quite easily could. Mate, that blue bet, yeah. I like it. Mate, Luke Garner ran through us and looked like kick out the other week. And he's a good <laughs> player, but he's not He's not kick out. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'll probably go kick out as my VC. And then captain, yeah, I was looking at Ola Kawatu, and I, again, he's a, again, he's got such a try scoring potential. He's a beast. Yeah. I'll probably go him or Garrick, but I, I think him just for the upside. You know, I need to, I need to somehow make a move, mate. When I'm down where I am. Yeah, that Warriors edge defense has just been fucking disgraceful. Yeah, the last few weeks too. So, could you do a Joey Manu if you've got him? Could he be a little? I think if you had him, yeah, I yeah. think if you had him, he's a, he's a. To be honest, if if you had Manu, he's probably one of the better captaincy fullbacks. I think of of the week, right? Because you you, you want to you're looking at a guy playing one of those last two games probably as you as your captaincy fullback, unless, unless you've got Drinky. Um, and then Mano at fullback, he's going to score well. You know, I think this week he's, he's, he's a great captaincy player if you've got him. One word answer. Yeah. The top scorer of this week will be, which player do you reckon? If you had to pick one, looking at the games this week, mm. who, who would you lean towards? Shit, that's a tough question. Uh, Mano. Mano? Mm. Wow, okay. You? I'm going to be biased and, and say Drinky. <laughs> I've had my eyes on him for five or six weeks. so see, I, I don't want to say Panther now. because I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't, yeah, want, to, I don't yeah, want to say yeah, someone yeah. playing against my team. I think, <laughs> I think we're a good chance. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, yeah, I, I, that's the thing. I actually just don't know. I think you could yeah. say any, any of 15 guys and still miss it. Yeah, for sure. You know what? I, rec- I reckon it'll be someone we don't even we're not even talking yeah, about. Some, like it'll some be winger some, we're not talking about. Yeah, it'll be some nuffy that none of yeah, us have got. Steps up, Marcelo. Mm. Um, okay, mate. Beautiful, uh, mate. Thank you for joining us today. Stepping in for Timmy Williams. Uh, Pleasure. As I said at the start, I'm stoked you're here for a number of reasons. Uh, and mate, some of those stats you're coming up with, sensational. And yeah. this is why I've always said this is why I brought Timmy on in the first place because the Supercoach playbook they have just got. 
such an array of weapons in the uh, in the duffel bag, like yourself included. Wow. And these stats, they are sensational. So, guys, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Supercoach Playbook. Hit up Timmy Williams on all the socials. Work out how you can get involved there because they are stats that you simply, amazingly, you won't get anywhere else, will you? Well, you can't. I'd be quite happy if, if the Supercoach <laughs> website didn't, so I don't have to do them. So that would be, um, life would be easier. But, uh, yeah, for some reason you can't, so... Yeah, no, thanks for having me, mate. It's been great. It's great to come into the studio. And like I said, my, my 17-year-old daughter's a big fan of uh, all you guys. So it's, yeah, it's good to be here. Oh, Cheers. I feel a bit sorry for your daughter, but that's good to hear. She's got poor taste, obviously. <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us once again, guys, on Beers and Breakevens. Leave comments, like, give us a subscribe on YouTube. Those are slowly going up. As I said, make sure you subscribe to the Supercoach Playbook. Hit up, hit up Timmy Williams on all the socials. Find out how you can do that. Uh, brought to you once again by Bloke in a Bar this week. As I said at the start, uh, we've got a live show next Wednesday. Myself, Timmy, Denon, the Hello Sport Boys will be on after. Probably had a gutful by that point, so it'll be a good time. That'll be at the Locker Room Hotel, kicking off around 5pm before State of Origin 1 out there at Homebush. So make sure you come by, say hello, have a couple of blokes with us. It'll be a cracking time. Thanks for joining us again, guys. We'll see you next week on Beers and Breakevens.